Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Welcome to the MLB Daily Podcast, a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I'm Brandon Karam alongside Belly Up Sports Boston Red Sox beat writer LJ LaFiora. It is uh, now May 5th, uh, early in the morning, uh, but we're going to be recapping all the games from May 4th. I have a few things I want to talk about. Uh, LJ, how are we doing tonight? I am doing fantastic, you know. May the 4th, always a very fun day. I took lots of naps, which probably wasn't the most productive thing to do, but we're vibing, so we're okay. Naps can come in very clutch here and there. Absolutely. Well, um, so we had a slate of supposed to be 17 games today. We ended up with 16 due to one rainout. It's, it, no, it's not the rain out. It's, the Mets just don't like to play baseball. <laughs> the Mets once again get rained out. Uh, they choose to not play again. Another Jacob deGrom start, even though he wasn't going to be making that start. Uh, we'll, but we'll talk about that in a minute. The first game that I want to talk about is the Astros and the Yankees. Uh, to me, the, the, the biggest series this week, uh, you know, ESPN was covering it. They did the Star Wars theme, uh, of sort of a version of the game. LJ, did you see any of, of that or did you? Uh... Brandon, I was get, I was getting through the movies still. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Well, in the Astros and the Yankees, Alex Bregman goes yard in the top of the first to take a 1-0 lead. And then Giancarlo, let the rhythm take you over, Giancarlo. Two-run home run for Giancarlo Stanton to take the lead. Clint Frazier grounds into a double play, which leads to a third Yankee run. They lead three to one after the first inning. Michael Brantley hits a home run, and then Yuli Gurriel hits a double to tie the game for the Astros in the fourth. In the bottom of the sixth, DJ LeMahieu uh, has a single with, with the bases loaded uh, that scores three runs and clears the bases. A crazy sequence ends in a home plate collision between Rugnet Odor and Maltin Maldonado. Uh, I believe uh, both players would exit the game. Yes. Uh, pretty pretty scary uh, collision between the two. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that more in the PPP later. Awesome. Uh, a, a Giancarlo Stanton single makes it 7-3. to three. 
And that would be your final. Lucas Lickey gets the win out of the bullpen for the Yankees, now 2-0. Brandon Bielek of the Astros takes the loss out of their bullpen. The two starters, Zach Greinke, went four innings, allowing three runs. Domingo Herman, uh, five innings, allowing three runs. It will be Luis Garcia versus Jordan Montgomery t- today. The Yankees are back over 500 for the first time since being three and two. LJ, that's awesome. But uh, I also have something that I want to talk about a little bit. Uh, so I had the pleasure of going to the Syracuse Mets versus the Scranton Wilkesbury Rail Riders game tonight uh, at NBT Bank Stadium, where the Syracuse Mets play. Uh, it was Triple uh, A uh, opening day today. It was the first day that that there was that there's been minor league baseball since uh, the fall of 2019, and I got to say that I was able to attend uh, my first Triple A game ever. I've attended my fair share of short season single A games a- across three different teams that I've seen, but uh, have have never seen Triple A, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, I got to see quite a few MLB names, but uh, LJ, let me tell you, the AAA, you know, the whole the whole minor league uh, game experience is something that I have missed. I think it's just because I haven't I haven't been to a sporting event in so long. But just walking into the stadium and being able to see the field for the first time was a really exciting moment for all of us. Oh, it's it's absolutely thrilling to see the field, but as to speak to minor league baseball in particular, it's such a more personal feel. Everything that they do seems more intentional. Like they want you to have a good time, not just it's there for you take it or leave it as things are with the major league teams. They want you to have a fun time. They want you to come back because that's how the consistent, um, consistent people in the seats is how they make their money. So they absolutely put together incredible services for the fans, entertainment for the fans while they're there. I, can, I can't think of a minor league game in which I went to that I did not have a positive experience with the entertainment. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun uh, in general. And then we also got to see quite a few players who have had MLB experience, uh, most Notably for the Scranton Wilkesbury Rail Riders, which is the um, New York Yankees AAA affiliate and the Syracuse Mets, of course, are the Mets affiliate. But for the Rail Riders, Luke Voigt uh, was hitting leadoff for them uh, because he's on a rehab assignment. Uh, and the first pitch that he saw tonight, the first pitch of the game in the top of the first, Voigt crushed a, a double off the the base of the center field wall uh, that got a pretty good reaction out of the crowd. Miguel Andujar was hitting second. Of course, he finished second in the 2018 rookie of the year. Uh, Derek Dietrich was hitting third. He spent time with the Rangers and Reds. So quite a few guys in there who have uh, had MLB experience. Uh, the starter for Scranton Wilkesbury was Mike Montgomery. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys know who he is, but he was a part of the 2016 Cubs World Series team. And actually, I checked out his his baseball reference page. Across his entire career, has over a 100 ERA plus. So has uh, done his, 
pretty good in his time in the majors. My guy, Nick Nelson, who I talked about on the show uh, the legend. previously. Uh, so Nick Nelson comes in out of the Rail Riders bullpen and allows two runs, including a home run. Uh, he allowed two runs on a – one was an inherited runner, which he allowed on a wild pitch. He allowed another run on a wild pitch. Uh, but, yeah, when he pitched for the actual Yankees this year, they were 0-6. He pitches for the Rail Riders, and they lose. So now 0-7, the teams are when he pitches in games this year. But, uh, yeah, it was a legend in no one's mind. <laughs> uh, the only other real real and notable players on the Syracuse Mets, uh, Jared Eichhoff got the start for them. He, uh, he spent time with the Philadelphia Phillies as a starter for parts of, I believe, four or five years. And then uh, – Brandon Drury, uh, a guy who used to be on the Yankees, he got a few at-bats for the Syracuse Mets. But overall, it was a fun game, really fun experience. The Mets won 5-2. to two. Uh, Yeah, not much to say other than me and my friends are for sure going to be back prior to me, me leaving here in two and a half weeks because the, the tickets are so cheap, like LJ was saying, uh, everything that they do is, you know, they is, they want the fan to have a great experience and we absolutely did. So, uh, really nice to be at my first real sporting event since I guess 2019 ALCS game three was the last like real sporting event I was at. So nice to finally get back out there and see some baseball. Hey, Brandon, I think you forgot about one experience you were talking about earlier to me. Oh yes. Also. So, uh, after the game, so our seats were on this like party deck sort of thing in right field. Uh, and so we were sitting at tables along the right field fence. It was a, a, actually a very cool way to watch the game. So the Rail Riders bullpen was right next to us. And after the game, we're hanging over the railing. And one of my friends yells to one of the guys walking uh, towards the clubhouse, of course, uh, be able to walk across the outfield. He yells, Hey, uh, can you throw a ball up? And just some random player turns around and throws the ball in his uh, general direction, kind of overshoots him, is coming right towards me, and I'm able to make the grab and get the toss up. Uh, and pretty cool. It's my first ever real toss up like that at a game uh and it, it was an official mlb ball also so not a minor league ball official mlb ball that i got uh, i'm not sure if they do have like official minor league balls that they use in the games or how that works but um sure yeah no i mean really was, great great for you props to you brandon i mean you finally got a ball i, I finally mean, got you know, a ball. <laughs> that brandon brandon the most important thing to that is that's halfway to a complete set and so far in my life, I have never met a Yankees fan with a pair of balls. So you're almost there, buddy. I am almost there. Uh, you know, there was also a, a very nice fireworks show after the game. Uh, really cool night. Uh, I hi highly recommend if you can get out to a AAA baseball game or any, any level of minor leagues uh, to go and do it. Next up, we got the Tigers and the Red Sox. In the bottom of the second, Alex had a ball Verdugo way out of the park for a solo piece. Later that inning, Xander Bogart said, Allo and Varwell to a, a ball for a two-run piece. 
which along with a Hunter Renfro home run, got the Sox up 8-3 going into the sixth inning. The bullpen faltered a bit, but the Red Sox came out on top, winning 11-7. Give the win to Nick Pavetta, who went five innings, allowing three earned runs and striking out eight batters. Give the loss to Michael Fulmer, and this will be Matt Barnes's seventh save on the year. Today will be Perez Day against Casey Mize. Braves and Nationals. After a scoreless first four innings, the Braves would score six in the fifth and sixth combined. A Ronald Acuna home run, his 10th of the year, made it 1-0. A William Contreras, yes, that is the brother of Wilson Contreras, a single made it 2-0. And then Huascar Inoa steps up and hits a grand slam. Hashtag pitchers who rake. His second home run of the year, and that would make it 6-0 brave. They go on to win 6-1. You can give the win to Huascar Inoa who's now 3-1 and one on the year, seven innings of no earned run ball, striking out four, and of course, the big hit, the grand slam. Uh, crazy, he's already hit two home runs this year, but I'm going to talk about him on the PPP. The loss goes to Joe Ross, now 2-2 two and two on the year, five in a third, five hits, two runs, three Ks. Max Freed takes on Eric Fetty today. All right, we got Rangers and the Twins. Byron Buxton and Williams Ostadio home runs helped the Minnesota reach a 3-1 early game lead. This, however, did not stop Texas from rallying to tie the game in the ninth and tack on two runs in the tenth. Your final, 5-3 Texas Rangers. Give the win to Jolie Garcia. Where did I get Garcia? Rodriguez. Uh, Kyle Gibson went eight innings, allowing three earned runs and striking out eight batters. The loss will be given to Brandon Waddle, and the save will be Ian Kennedy's. Next up is Hyung Jong Yang in his MLB debut against Lewis Thorpe. All right, the Giants and the Rockies had a doubleheader, of course, the seven-inning doubleheaders this year. And in game one, the Giants came out swinging, scoring 10 runs in the top of the first inning, uh, eight off of Rocky starter Herman Marquez. They would get a single from, from Brandon Belt, single from Alex Dickerson, single from Wilmer Flores, RBI double from Steven Duggar, a grand slam from, from Brandon Belt, and then a Buster Posey home run made it 10-0. Rymel Tapia of the Rockies would hit a grand slam of his own to make it 10-4, but then Brandon Carl Crawford would hit his fifth home run of the year, make it 12-0 San Francisco or 12 to 4 San Francisco. And that would be your final in game one. The win goes to Matt Whistler out of the uh San Francisco bullpen. He pitches the last five outs. The loss goes to Herman Marquez, goes two-thirds of an inning, six hits. Eight earned runs, uh, not a good start for him. Uh, Aaron Sanchez, who got the start for San Francisco, goes four innings, seven hits, four earned, and four Ks. As for game two, uh, San Francisco would once again score two runs in the first inning. Uh, Brandon Belt uh, here 
with another home run. Uh, that made it 2-0 after the first. C.J. Crone in the bottom of the fourth would hit a home run of his own to tie it up for the Rockies. Top five and top six, San Francisco got some more offense. They got a two RBI single from Steven Duggar and then a Wilmer Flores home run. After six innings, they would lead by four, six to two. In the bottom of the seventh is when Colorado really turned it on. They get a Trevor Story double that scores uh, two. They get a Ryan McMahon single that scores one. And then a Charlie Blackman three-run homer to take the lead eight to six. That would be your final. The Rockies walk away with a double head or a win after scoring six runs in the bottom of the seventh to come back and walk it off. Uh, crazy, crazy comeback for a team that allowed 10 runs in the top of the first in game one for them to be down uh, by four runs in the bottom of the seventh and to come all the way back is absolutely outstanding for them and to get this split against the Giants. So the win goes to Ben Bowden uh, for the Rockies, pitched the last five outs, give the loss to Camilo Doval of San Francisco, uh, who was unable to get an out. Uh, but I think the loss really should go here to Jake McGee, uh, two thirds of an inning, four hits and four runs. Uh, He's the real reason why San Francisco lost this game. He couldn't close it out. But anyways, after the split in the doubleheader, these two teams will once again meet today. It will be Logan Webb and John Gray. Once again, nice comeback for the Rockies. Yeah, you know, can we talk about how embarrassing that is, though, for Herman Marquez? In, in two-thirds of an inning, you had twice as many runs as the rest of your relief staff, which isn't that good allowed. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest Rockies pitcher of all time. Oh, and like, it's not even a joke. It's like, just like, like he has a legitimate claim for it and he gets shelled semi-regularly. No, well, all right. To be fair, he's not a terrible pitcher. Like he's, he's I'm not, not no, sure I never what said tonight he's a was. Pitcher. However, he's not an ace. I'm not sure what tonight was, but in the past, he has shown that he can be like a solid two. He can be as he can be as two on just on just about on lots of teams in this league. But yeah, no, I mean that's just it, it amazes me. Is all. All right, it's my turn. Um, <laughs> Indians and Royals. The Royals got out to a three-zero lead and carried it into the middle innings thanks to two RBIs and a home run by Perez. The, the score finally was tied in the sixth by Cleveland in a big four-run inning, including a two-run home run by Jake Bowers in the ninth, sealed the deal. The Indians win it 7-3. to three. Give the win to Nick Whitgren, the loss to Josh Stalmont. Today, Shane Bieber will toe the slab against Brady Singer. Pirates and Padres. Brian Reynolds, with his 10th double of the year, scores a run for Pittsburgh in the first. Jacob Stallings adds a run on a fielding error, and it would be 2-0 Pirates. In Austin, Nola single will get San Diego a run in the seventh. But that's all they're able to get, and only one run on four hits for the Padres in this one. They lose 2-1. to one. The win to Mitch Keller, five and two-thirds of two hits 
five Ks, and I don't believe he allowed a run. Uh, the loss goes to Ryan Weathers. Uh, San Diego split the start between Denilson, Lamette, and Ryan Weathers. Lamette got the first two innings. Uh, he allowed four hits and no runs. Weathers, uh, three innings, four hits, one run. Uh, Mitch, Mitch Keller did go five and two-thirds scoreless, striking out five. And the save went to Richard Rodriguez, his fifth on the year. LJ, I don't think we've talked about this guy yet, but in the closer job for the Pirates this year, 12 and a third innings pitched, a zero ERA, in a 0.16 whip. So he's not allowing really any base runners here. Uh, a guy that now has five saves and, you know, the Pirates, well, they're certainly not going to be in a lot of save situations this year. Uh, looks like they could have a guy who's turning himself into a very... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, I get it. I used to be the one planning my day around finding a bathroom and living in fear of an accident. I tried the pills and pads, but they just weren't working for me. If you're living like I was, it's time to find an expert physician and ask them about Axonics therapy. It's not another drug, it's an advanced therapy that is proven to provide lasting relief for overactive bladder. Still not sure? You can even try it first to make sure it works for you. You're not alone and you don't have to put up with this anymore. You just have to take the first step towards finding real relief. Visit findrealrelief.com to find a bladder specialist. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonics therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. High-end relief pitcher. Yeah, you know, I mean, it certainly cannot hurt to be able to close out the games you can potentially win. Um, so his numbers are fantastic. Now, I don't mean to be overhyping early season games, but I'm about to overhype early season games. These are two losses that you absolutely hate to see if you're the Giants and if you're the Padres. In my opinion, Brandon, you can stop me if you think there's another spot that's important here. I think... The race for a division title goes in two legs. The first leg is between opening day and Memorial Day. Whoever's, whoever comes out on top in the, those first two months sets the tone for the entire season. Then from there, it's Memorial Day to the end of the year. You, know, you, have, to, you have to grind that out. We now have three teams within one and a half games of this NL West that we already knew was going to be the, the most competitive or one of the most competitive divisions in baseball. Of course, we were all, we were calling it the NL East and AL East, but we completely have underrated San Francisco thus far. You can't at this point in time, as you're racing towards that Memorial day target, you can't be dropping games to Pittsburgh. You can't be dropping games to Colorado 
who can easily these teams that can fall apart so easily in games. I know that I know the losses happen, but these are serious morale kickers for these teams. Yeah, uh, I think that not only is this a San Diego loss bad, but I think they also dropped a couple of games to the Pirates a few weeks ago. Uh, also, why are these two teams already having both of their series this early in the year? Like Because they can, because Rob Manfred decides scheduling isn't an important thing to focus on. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, as for the, the Giants, it's a tough loss. I mean – Allowing six runs in the bottom of the seventh and on a three and then losing on a three run walk off home run is really not not ideal. And LJ, I, I actually agree with that. You know, at the when you get to June first and you're sitting there and you're uh, trying to see, all right, who's in first place in 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 my division, you know, it's it's important to to be there, you know, to set the tone for the summer, how the summer is going to go. Uh, and if you're the Padres, you can't be dropping too many games to the Pirates. Like, no. I understand this loss. Like, you know, you can have a loss here and there. I mean, not every team is going to be perfect, of course. But it just seems like for a team like the Pirates, who just have, you know, not a lot of talent on their roster, really, uh, and this is a f- really a fully healthy Padres team tonight. Only four hits, uh, one run across the board. Not the best result for them. But, uh, you know, that the, the great thing about baseball is that you play every day, and those two teams will be back at it tomorrow, and we get to create all new storylines tomorrow. So Yeah, it's just you, you can't drop easy games when half the teams in your division you know you aren't going to sweep. Mm-hmm. Like – San Francisco, I guess it could happen. However, they've put enough together, especially the starting pitching at the start of this season, for me to feel comfortable that they're going to fight in every single series with these Dodgers and uh, Padres. They aren't going to get blown out night after night each time they come through, which could very well happen, especially with a motivated Dodgers or Padres team that's trying to get up to the top of the division. They could easily just embarrass them. I was thinking... But that's not going to be the case. They're going to take at least – I think they'll take at least one game. I would be shocked if they got swept more than once this year from those two teams. So if you're not able to count on sweeps or even if you are if you end up losing to either of those teams, then that's just going to make your job even harder trying to fight for a wild card spot. Uh, it will be JT Brubaker taking on you, Darvish today. Okay, we have the Orioles and the Mariners. Kyle Seeger had a good night driving in two, including one on a home run. In the eighth, Kyle Lewis put the game out of reach with a two-run piece to right field. The Mariners win it 5-2. to two. Give the win to Rafael Montero, the loss to Travis Lakins. Next up is John Means and You Say I Am Loved Kikuchi. The White Sox and the Reds, the big red contraption. The White Sox would score eight runs in the first five innings, running away with this one. Their runs came from a Jose Abreu home run, two singles by Tim Anderson and singles by Yon Mancada and Nick Madrigal. 
The White Sox win easily 9-0. Uh, give the win to, to Dylan Cease, now 2-0 on the year. Six innings, one hit, no runs, and 11 Ks. Also, three for three hitting uh, pitchers who rake. We love to see it. The loss to Jeff Hoffman to now two and two on the year. He only goes two and a third, allowing five hits and four runs. It will be Dallas Keuchel taking on Sonny Gray today. Uh, with the win, the White Sox will uh, now enter today's game, having won seven of their last ten. The Rays got out to a 4 nothing lead on the Angels and pushed that to eight total runs in the game, thanks to Austin Meadows who had a two-for-five day with two home runs and five RBIs. We got a home run trout around the bases from Mike Trout and a two-RBI single by Jose Iglesias, but the Angels fall 8-3 to as that's all they can score. Give the win to Luis Patino, the loss to Alex Cobb, who went five innings allowing no earned runs and eight strikeouts. Otani will try to show Hay the way to a win against Andrew Kittredge. Yeah, the Rays going with the the opener tomorrow. They they use uh, Andrew Kittredge in that spot a lot. Uh, pitched against the Yankees as an opener, and it's a really annoying. Pitch. Well, there, yeah, yeah. Uh, as for the next game, the Marlins and the D-backs, the game was tied three to three in the eighth inning. Runs coming from home runs by Brian Anderson of the Marlins and Josh Rojas of the D-backs along with a fielder's choice and then an Eduardo Escobar single to tie the game for Arizona. In the bottom of the eighth, the Marlins started to pile it on. Jesus Aguilar, Corey Dickerson, and Miguel Rojas all single, and then Lewis Brinson homers. Miami ends up winning 9-3. to Give the win to Richard Blyer out of the Miami bullpen. The loss goes to Kevin Ginkel out of the... Arizona bullpen. Uh, the starter for Miami was Sandy Alcantara, who went six innings, allowing six hits and one earned run, striking out six. Uh, it will be Luke Weaver of Arizona, and he'll be taking on TBD today. Such a great pitcher. Blue Jays and A's. Jed Lowry and Gold Glover Mitchie Fourbags Moreland. It's home run put Oakland up 4-0. They finished the game off 4-1. Give the win to Chris Irvin. He went eight innings, allowing one earned run and nine strikeouts. Anthony Kay will get the loss, going four innings, allowing four earned runs. That save will be given to Yusamiro Patit, his first on the season. Brandon, is it just me, or the, the amount of innings greatly changes my outlook on starts? I mean, it should. It's certainly a factor. However, it's such a trivial difference between a four-inning start and a five-inning start. And I just instinctively it's always seemed to um, have some form of disdain or disgust for any four-inning start, uh, start, even if it's one or two earned runs. But, like, for me, in my head, the difference between a four-inning four-earned and five-inning four-earned is very big. Yeah, also, like – just like seeing anything under five innings makes me feel like, all right, like it wasn't a good start. Like this guy had to get pulled in the, in the fifth inning. Like he, he couldn't work through the fifth. I mean, you, you look at Cole Irvin tonight, eight innings, one earned run. I mean, that line is 
Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I see that line. I'm very excited. Uh, Anthony K, four innings, four in runs. That's, you know, not a good line. That's a nine ERA right there. So, yeah, absolutely innings pitched. I feel like just just looking at it is, you know, if I see six innings, I'm like, okay, if he allows two or three earned runs, that's a solid start there. Oh, that, that's a great start to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, any, any quality start I will take. Yeah, I'm, I'm even fine. Yeah, again, there's just – I will live with a five – inning four earned or six inning four earned start any day but it's getting under four you know taxing the bullpen I guess is the most logical reasoning but you're a starter you're not bred for this but you're trained for this do it yeah all right I got three in a row to end it I got uh the Brewers and the Phillies and then the Dodgers Cubs doubleheader as for the, the Brewers and the Phillies, after a Vogelback single and then an Andrew McCutcheon home run, uh, that made it 1-1 in the first. Andrew McCutcheon would go yard again in the third to make it 2-1 Phillies. They would get more production out of their offense in the third on a D.D. Gregorius single and Brad Miller home run. Philly would take a 6-1 lead after three. The Brewers would start a comeback in the seventh, Scoring four runs, uh, they got it from a Luis Arias or Luis Urias single, Lorenzo Cain ground out, and Jackie Bradley Jr. home run. They would pull within one, but cannot get the job done and lose six to five. The win to Aaron Nola, his third on the year, now three and one. Six innings pitched, five hits, uh, ten Ks. Uh, I'm not sure why I didn't put his earned runs. Uh, it doesn't matter. Eric Lauer, six innings, uh, eight hits, six runs, two earned uh, in seven Ks. He takes the loss. The save goes to Sam Coonrod. Okay, so uh, Aaron Nola had one earned run, six innings, five hits, one earned, 10 Ks. Are you sure you didn't put that, not, you didn't omit that from your notes just to help prove the point we were just making about <laughs> the importance of innings pitched? I mean, I would have been fine with that no matter what number you were giving. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that that worked out perfectly. But uh, yeah, nice start from Aaron Aaron Nola. Sam Coonrod, second save on the year, gets a five-out save. It will be Freddie Peralta going for the Brewers today, taking on Chase Anderson of the Phillies. As for the Dodgers and the Cubs, they also played a doubleheader today. And in game one, it was all Cubs. Uh, Clayton Kershaw got the start for the Dodgers. The Cubs jump on him in the first inning. Anthony Rizzo with a single, and then David Bodie with a three RBI double uh, in the bottom of the third. So after uh, Kershaw got pulled in the first, they would bring in pitcher Dennis Santana in the bottom of the third. Uh, They were able to score uh, two runs on a wild pitch. Uh, That would be the Cubs scoring two runs. And then... Uh, jump to the bottom of the sixth. Jake Marisnik hits a home run uh, on a fly ball to left center field. That would make it 7-0 Cubs. Top seven, Kiebert Ruiz of the Dodgers, uh, just called up by them, one of their top prospects. He hits a home run and uh, his first of his career. Uh, and some dad 
So this this kid catches the ball, and he's a Cubs fan. Now, not only is this Kiebert Ruiz's first career home run, but I'm assuming that this is this kid's son or this guy's son, his first home run. Now this it kid, had to be. You know, now this kid can only be three or four years old, and the father is carrying the kid down to to the fence so he can throw the ball back onto the field because he's saying, you know, we don't want a ball that got hit by uh, the other team, uh, which I just thought was really cool. Well, I didn't realize until I heard somebody explaining about that um, particular instance, I didn't realize that was a tradition at Wrigley. Oh, yeah. I had no clue. That would be so that would be so much anarchy if they tried that at Fenway. <laughs> people just would not well, I mean, there's the one guy, one yeah, definitely one of my favorite fan interactions mid-game, the guy that hit Stanton from the yeah. roster. Yeah. Oh, savage. <laughs> so in that in this game, the Cubs would end up winning seven to one. Give the win to Kyle Hendricks, who threw a complete game. Uh, now two and three on the year, seven innings, seven hits, one earned, six Ks. The loss to Clayton Kershaw, who's only able to make it one inning. He allows four hits, four runs, uh, strikes out two. As for game two, uh, it would start off uh, with not a lot of offense until the bottom of the fourth when Jason Hayward would hit a home run to take a 1-0 lead. In the top of the seventh, Max Muncy would hit a home run of his own to tie it up, and it's one-to-one. The Dodgers then take the lead in extra innings in the top of the eighth. A wild pitch by Dylan Maples and Edwin Rios scores, and then a Justin Turner home run would make it three-to-one. You would think that all the Dodgers have to do is get three outs and not allow, oh my God, they actually allowed it to get tied. Javier Baez home run in the bottom of the eighth makes it three to three. We go to the ninth. The Dodgers can't do anything in the top of the ninth. Bottom of the ninth, David Bodie says, "Eh, I'll kind of make it like it was a real game. Hits a walk-off single in the bottom of the ninth uh, in what is a seven-inning game. But he gets it for the Cubs. They win four to three, sweep the Dodgers in a doubleheader. Uh, really nice showing from the Cubs today. You can give the win in this game to Justin Steele. Uh, the loss goes to Garrett Clevenger out of the Dodger bullpen. Uh, yeah, this was a really good game. Uh, I was watching pretty much from the seventh inning on in this game, and I just cannot believe that the Dodgers blew this game uh, and lost both games of the doubleheader today. LJ, you were talking about those other two NL West teams dropping games today. I mean, this is tough to see the Dodgers also drop two games. Yeah, this is just ridiculous. I mean, first off to get, I mean, let's, let's throw up it to being a little bit fluky with Kershaw. Yeah. I mean, that, that it happens. He's a hall of famer. We're not going to um, look too much into that, but just, how do you choke that game away against arguably, I'm not sure if they are statistically still, are they statistically still? No, they're not. The um, Brewers are worse. There's just, there, there are worse teams, but for a while, a long while, they were the st- statistically the worst offense in baseball. Yeah. And they are still one of the worst offenses in baseball for Pete's sake. Javi Baez right now 
you, you have a 50 50 percent you could flip a coin and decide if he makes contact with the ball <laughs> and you let him put one over uh i think the surprising thing so not only does does kershaw have a rough start but trevor bauer would not the the greatest performance either uh I mean, I guess in a seven-inning game, it looks a lot better. But uh, he went four and a third, allowing four hits, one earned, but walks four, strikes out seven. The only run he allowed was uh, on that uh, Jason Hayward home run. But I think that's the third straight game where Trevor Bowers pitched and uh, has gotten taken out, and then the Dodgers end up losing uh, pretty much not a not because of what he did, but yeah, I don't know. The the Dodgers are in all sorts of uh, a funk right now. Two and eight in their last ten, uh, and somehow are still very close to the lead in the NL West uh, because of how well they played at the start of the year. Also, they have a plus thirty eight run differential, which I want to say is the best in the league. Yeah. yeah. So yes, for for as much as they've been struggling they still have the best run run differential in the league which is very impressive in its own right yeah i think it's really this is kind of pathetic for the how good the division is of course i didn't um pay much attention to the dodgers in how they were managing their double headers last year with the new seven inning rule however i wouldn't put it past the Dodgers organization with how, how deep they are to decide we're going to pull and we're going to use the bullpen like we would for the same amount of time as we would in a normal game. And that would, that would certainly explain uh, Bauer getting pulled from the game in the fifth, just because, I mean, if you, if you, there's, there's two opposite schools of thought here. People either want to go, and have their starter pitch all seven, or they want their starter to pitch like four and then do three innings of bullpen. It's just no one has really agreed on the best way to do it so far. Well, uh, let's move on to the PPP, particular players people should care about. Uh, LJ, you have won uh, a a pitcher here first. Yes, Cole Irvin. Um, Absolutely fantastic game. We were talking about it earlier. Um, eight innings, one earned run, nine strikeouts. Again, here we go. Really going deep into that game. You didn't have to use much of the bullpen, and you probably don't use the bullpen. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Uh, You can run and grow your business anywhere. 
Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. If it weren't such a close game, if there was a couple more runs on the board, he might even go complete. I, oh, of course, I'm saying that without actually looking at his pitch count. But... I mean, just a really great all-around start for him. This is the strength of how Oakland keeps in games so often is when their pitching's hot, they're really nasty. Yeah. Uh, you know, all they really need is is their offense to, to get them a few runs, but they have so many pitchers there who are so solid, guys like Chris Bassett, Frankie Montas. You know, they, it goes on and on with the amount of arms that they have. Yeah, Ir- Irvin went at 102, so he probably wouldn't have gone anyways, but still, mm, great yeah. day. Uh, my first guy is Huascar Inoa. Uh, so not only does he throw uh, seven scoreless innings, or he, he allows one run, but it's unearned, but also hits a grand slam. Uh, of course, we we absolutely love the, the pitchers who rake uh, – Great, great baby. Woo. And he's also having a pretty good start to the year. Uh, now through 34 innings pitched, he's down to a 2.36 ERA, 38 strikeouts, and a sub one whip. Uh, stat cast numbers certainly aren't the best, but he's high in some of those categories. K percentage, walk percentage, whiff percentage, and chase rate. He's all doing pretty, pretty good in. Uh, the next guy is is a Dylan Cease. LJ, you want to talk about him because he's also a pitcher who rakes. Yeah, he's also a pitcher who rakes. Went three for three today. Really solid job for him. But I'd actually like to go back to who Oscar you know. Oh, yeah, real sure. quick. And just really talk about and put into perspective, again, something you do lose a little bit of with the DH unless you have a really good uh, hitting pitcher, which – I'm not sure I haven't seen much of Huascar, you know, as the rest of his career, this may be just a hot month, or this is something he's regularly doing, like a la uh, Zach Grinke, Madison Bumgarner, who are consistently pretty good at the plate. But when you are able to do, yeah, it was Grand Slam? Grand Slam, yeah, and, and, it, yeah. and it's his second home run of the year. Yeah, so Grand, so a grand Slam, and you didn't allow any earned runs, that's basically a negative four ERA, or at least in my head as a pitcher, I'm giving myself negative four earned runs because I provided the space myself. I mean, we've seen it with Shohei Otani. He looks way more comfortable on the mound knowing that he's going to be able to come up to the plate. So it's a point of pride for some guys. It's a point of comfort to be able to say, I am partially in charge of my own destiny out here. Yeah. And, um, Huascar Noah now through 13 at-bats, five for 13, two home runs, six RBIs. Uh, that's good for a 1.3 OPS. Uh, yeah, 
pitchers who rake. Uh, yeah, LJ, a Dylan Cease. Yeah. Three for three tonight. Nice start for him for the White Sox. Uh, a guy who I actually think is going to turn a corner pitching here. Uh, and six innings of six innings, one hit, 11 Ks is very impressive, especially to this uh, Cincinnati offense that ranks pretty highly in every offensive category. The White Sox only allowed two hits tonight, uh, striking out 14 batters in total. And uh, it's nice to see Dylan Cease, uh, you know, step up there, get three hits, help his team out, uh, scored a run in the process. So you love to see it. Yeah, I think we're at a point in this season where, first off, I should lead it off with saying, I didn't realize statistically how good the White Sox were doing. Yeah. So I've been very pleased with that, even though um, from everything we're hearing now, um, we were going back and forth on Twitter about this the other day. They're not too thrilled with Tony La Russa at this moment in time. As a, They just lost Luis Robert for probably the whole season. I'm not sure if you saw that. But yeah, I did. He's had, so now that's no Evoy Jimenez and no Luis Robert, but they keep chugging along. Yeah, I mean, and then you look at this. I mean, I think we're at a reasonable point in the season where expected win-loss doesn't get skewed by sample size. Like, it's kind of pointless to be doing it when there's like 12 games have been played. But now that we're looking at this, they've got a 37 run differential that gives them an 18 and 10 record in expected win loss, which uh, for those of you who don't know, it analyzes what a team's win loss record should hypothetically be based on the amount of runs they've scored and the runs they've given up that right now ranks third right behind the the Giants and the Dodgers. Yeah, uh, actually, that's second because the the uh, the the Giants only have plus thirty one. No, like, but expected win loss, right? Oh, expected win loss. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nineteen and twelve, and 19, 19, 11 and nineteen and twelve are the Giants and Dodgers, respectively. All right, uh, my next guy is uh, actually LJ. It's actually yours, but um, oh yeah, it's Austin Meadows. Uh, oh, yeah, you can talk about him. You put him on there for a reason. Oh, yeah. I mean, two home runs today, it's pretty simple. I mean, today was – it wasn't like there wasn't anything going on, but it wasn't, wasn't necessarily a day of a lot of dominant performances. But he was one of the exceptions here. Two home runs on both – home run on both of his hits. He accounts for more than half of his team's runs scored. That's just a great day all around. Yeah, Austin Meadows, a guy who I think is like – criminally underrated uh it, uh it it might just be because i have to watch him so much in the al east but he seems like he always kills the yankees uh and he always hits the ball hard he's he is certainly doesn't have the the best batting average but he's a lock to hit the ball hard at least once a night so uh yeah he's a fun player to watch hit uh and then lj this 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 last one you said we were going to talk about it uh, oh, yeah. Martin Maldonado, Rugnet Odor collision at home plate uh, looked pretty nasty. I'm not going to lie. It was not good. Yeah. LJ, I'll have you break it down a little bit. Yeah, is this – I've got to ask, Brandon, is this something like they did after they got him from – DF when he was DFA'd? Did they, like, 
do knee surgery and put like some sort of steel plated kneecap into Refnet Odor. <laughs> he's coming through and he just absolutely um I believe it was it the knee or was it the ankle? Because I know Odor's ankle was messed up after the play. Yeah. So they I can't I couldn't like tell. went down in a heap after after the play, they both go down in a heap with their own corresponding injuries. Yeah, so basically, yeah, so Ruffnet Odor is running from third to home, and uh, Maldonado gets in the way, of course, as he's trying to run through, and either his ankle, like foot, or kneecap goes directly into Martin Maldonado's face. It did not look good, particularly for him. Of course, you always got to be a little wary about the head um yeah a chandler rome one of the uh houston chronicle i think that's the that was the publication writers said he looked a little dazed when he was getting up i didn't get to watch that part so i cannot confirm my thoughts on that but martin maldonado i i'm sure will be fine long term but it's just it's never the look you want to go for i did not think that was going to be the dot the uh astra that was going to come out of this game hurt yeah, uh, also, let me say that the Yankees crowd tonight, so when I got back from the AAA game, I was able to catch the last two or three innings of the Yankees-Astros game, and the crowd tonight was rowdy. I mean, I'm not sure if the the Yes broadcast was, like, intentionally making them loud, but I could hear chants of F. Altuve, like, all game. Carlos Correa lines out to end the game. The, the crowd was electric. And at the end of the game, uh, both, both, uh, the, the, both of the Yankees commentators, which are, are uh, David Cohn and, and Michael Kay, they both said that they hadn't seen Yankee Stadium like this in a while. And they could only imagine if it was full tonight uh, because the, the intensity on this game was – very high. I know from the, the Yankees fan base, they really, really wanted to win this game. I'm very happy that we walked away with a win. And uh, yeah, we just got to keep the intensity up for these next two games against Houston. But so far, a big series. Uh, nice to see Houston lose. Uh, I can't complain. Yeah, there's no way that that was just the television trying to enhance it because, I mean, you were getting stuff I got notifications from Bleacher Report commenting only on the amount of noise coming at Yankee Stadium and how organized, how impassioned it was. It's crazy. All right. On to the leaderboards uh, for war for hitters. We now have a tie after, of course, LJ talked about the home run trout today. Now we have a tie for first between Mike Trout and Byron Buxton. They both sit at 2.4. Ronald Acuna behind them at 2.2. As for pitchers, Garrett Cole still leads with 2.4. Jacob DeGrom with 2.1. He will be he was supposed to pitch uh today. He will pitch tomorrow, but I guess it's today for you guys. Yeah. Uh Corbin Burns with 1.8. Uh as for home runs, Ronald Acuna now in sole possession with 10. Uh, he hit another bomb tonight. Uh, his power just is, is unreal. I don't understand how he gets his hands from his from where he holds the bat to the inside pitches so quick. It's, it's incredible. Uh, and then for stolen bases, Whit Merrifield 
uh, overtook Ramon Laureano, and now he has 10 stolen bases to lead the way. Uh, LJ, we have a, uh, first of all, any thoughts on the leaderboards? And then uh, we have an interesting segment that we want to do here. Uh, No, because I'm really excited to get into this segment that I came up with. It's kind of my brainchild yesterday in the middle of the night for Lord knows what reason. Um, We're going to start doing monthly all-stars. I feel like that's the best way to um, wrap up what's going on in the league for the last month based entirely on the eye test. We have been sitting here with you all following the entire league and what is happening in it. And so now off entirely our heads, we're going to assemble an all-star team for both leagues without any research. That's the, the, the two rules here, no research, even in the middle of the discussion, we can't open up baseball reference, fan graphs, baseball savant, none of that. It's got to come entirely from our head, just gut feeling. And then if we have time tomorrow or the day after, we'll go through and we'll analyze which picks were absolutely atrocious, who should have made it. Just like in a real all-star game where the fans vote, the most popular guys get in, the guys with the narrative get in, and somebody who statistically is better may end up falling by the wayside just because they don't have the notoriety. Yeah, uh, I on, I can promise you I only have the my my Google Doc open, so I will not be opening anything else here. So, uh, oh, and I'm I'm closing Austin Meadows baseball savant page right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah so we're gonna pick uh, one through nine uh, positions one through nine for the NL, one through ten for the AL. Brandon, I'm gonna give you the first one. Give me a name. Pick out their position. Also, just for um, uniformity. We're just going to go th- the outfields are standard. So it doesn't matter center field, left field, right? Okay. So like when we say one through nine, like, so if I was to take a second baseman, he would go under the four, four correct? Yes. Yes. Got it. All right. Uh, for the NL, I'll take the first pick. Uh, I think that this one is kind of obvious. I'll take the pitcher, number one, Jacob DeGrom. All right. I'll type it in here. Definitely a great pick. Hot, hot year. Um, really fantastic. Had his, uh, yeah, that was his record, or was that the Met? Was that also the Mets record strikeouts last? So he had the record for most strikeouts through the first four games of the year. Through five games, he was second all time behind Nolan Ryan, I think. But then so. I think he also had the, uh, single game record for the Mets at least yes oh yeah that's right yeah earlier in the year correct yes that was that game where he went complete game and absolutely dominated with like two hits um so for the next one I think we're gonna go with the obvious one the current MVP NL MVP favorite I'm gonna go with Ronald Acuna guys hitting the ball hard playing great he I don't think I realized before this year just the with the additional um, amount I've watched how fast this guy is that's what sets him apart from other stars is his speed and his base running aggressiveness is off the charts and it just makes things so much fun all right uh so do we want to do the full NL team and then we'll do full AL I think that'll yeah that'll be work. easiest for us all right uh for another outfielder I'm going to be taking Bryce Harper mm. um has been off to a very good start this year. Uh, Hitting-wise, uh, you know, he he brings everything that you want to the plate for 
this kind of game that gets played today. He uh, hits a lot of home runs. He is very patient. He can draw walks at an incredible rate. And he hits the ball hard almost every single time. Not to mention, he's not terrible in the field whatsoever. He uh, is a really, he's a player who me and you talked about on, on our, our favorite players list, just because the way he plays the game, he always plays it so hard and with uh, such a passion. You can really tell that he loves being out there every day. And he's having a really good start to the year. So uh, I'm yeah. taking Bryce Harper as another outfielder for the NL. I will never regret growing up with Mike Trout and Bryce Harper as really what I consider the two premier players that we got to watch growing up. I'm going to pick our last outfielder for two reasons. First, I'm kind of blanking on infielders right now that I particularly want to pick. And so I'd rather have Brandon have to go first there. But also I think there's a no-brainer here to round out our outfield, and that is Jesse Winker. Um. We Love talked it. about him a lot. He is currently, a, yeah, we picked on, we, we did settle on him. Um, we settled on him as our nominee for the Cincinnati Reds for the MLB Daily Hall of Fame, which includes only active players. They're the, they're the only people that are now eligible to be nominated or enter. So we are very excited to see how far he can go. And again, high, highest ceiling on that team. All right, um, I'm going to take an interesting one here. At first base, do I really want to do this? I'm trying to think if there's anyone. Are you going Paul Goldschmidt? Because that's the only guy that's popping in my head. No, we're going Jesus Aguilar. Ooh, okay. Do we like that? We like that. I see. Uh, so he had an RBI single tonight. Uh, and then LJ, do you, know, do you know what that stat was? How many home runs he had? Uh, six in- home runs in eight games. Six home runs in eight games lately. Uh, look, Wait, I believe that's only one game removed. We're, are we only? I think we're only one game removed from that now. So yeah. if he hits another tomorrow, that's seven for ten. That's still. LJ, yeah. you've been really big on this guy though throughout the season. Yeah, I mean he's, he's just a lot of fun. I like yeah. watching him play. Uh, hmm. So for those. Uh, uh, obviously, everyone is, is is listening. We have the catcher left, second base, third base, and shortstop. I'm going back and forth on who I want to nominate here. The two guys that are coming into my head are Will Smith and Fernando Tatis. Hmm. I'm going to go with Fernando Tatis. Okay. I mean, what he has done at the plate – I mean, of course, granted, I think the only reason I did it, I chose Jesse Winker over Juan Soto is because he missed so much time in April. I think that's a very reasonable uh, trade-off is that it just wasn't enough time for me. However, uh, Fernando Tatis went on the IL, came back, and was putting on an absolute show, especially coming back against the Dodgers, doing so well. He is certainly the best future second baseman in the league. Thank you for putting that there. I was a little distracted. Uh, all right. Man, this is tough. I have one for second base, but it's kind of a weird one because he doesn't it. like always play there. I don't know where to go here, though. Yeah. You know what? I'll take a picture. I will take JT Real Muto. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Uh, 
look, he got paid this offseason as the most expensive catcher ever. And he's been performing this year as, as a part of my fantasy team. Uh, he's been a really good bat in there. Uh, is also one of the best pitch framers in the league. A lot of people don't don't know this about him, but also one of the fastest players in the league, according to sprint speed, uh, which is really interesting for a catcher yeah. to have that sort of athletic skill set. But he's a freak. I mean, the, he got paid all that money for a reason. Uh, he's a great hitter, great framer, uh, great athlete, and having a really good start to the year so far, too, uh, for the Phillies. Yeah. Um. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Honestly, yeah, that's, you're not going to see that so much just because of how much time they spend in that squat. I mean, I can't blame them for not like that does such a number on your legs that even if you're getting up and down of it, down in it very well, you're not going to have the same range of motion and be able to um, move in the same ways as everybody else. Um, I feel a little stupid for not thinking of this guy before. He's one of my favorite players that is currently in the league and is having his um reclamation season coming back into the limelight give me evan longoria at third base one of the leaders in gph a new stat that judges just your overall plate approach he's hitting the ball hard he's walking a lot and he's absolutely raking and i'm fully along for the ride so brandon what's that second baseman that sneaky second baseman you wanted well, first of all, uh, now that you uh, bring up Evan Longoria, I feel like I should have taken Buster Posey at catcher because mm. I feel like he's having a really good season. But, you know, sometimes in the all-star game, there's snubs for the name brand guy. I mean, I guess they're both name brand guys, but Real, Real Muto now more so than ever. Uh, that second baseman, like, for, for not, I'm really trying to think if I'm missing someone obvious. I don't know, LJ. I, 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 I'm telling you right now. I cannot think of a second baseman. Okay, so I, I'm completely blanking. My sneaky guy is Max Muncie. Um, oh, okay. He leads the league in walks so far this year. Um, also brings a pretty good uh, skill set to the plate. He can hit for extra bases pretty consistently. He's got some pop in his bat. We've seen him been able to hit. Uh, there's been a few years where he's had over a, a, like 20 home runs at the All-Star break. Uh, and kind of a guy, you know, can play first, second, third base, can play quite a few positions. Uh, unless there's another second baseman here, like uh, other guys that came in my mind, but not really close, guys like Jazz Chisholm. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, really, I'm just completely blanking on good yeah. hitting second baseman in the National League. 
right now. I'm sure there's someone obvious that we're going to look at tomorrow and be like, How's oh, Jonathan yeah. India been doing? Who's that? Jonathan India. Oh, yeah, Jonathan India on the Reds. but I'm like, literally just trying to think of second baseman right yeah, now. Yeah. This is kind of embarrassing. Hmm. All right. Well, that wraps up our NL. So, so far to go back through, um, in order, starting pitcher, Jacob deGrom. Catcher, JT Realmuto. First base, Jesus Aguilar. Uh, second base, uh, Max Muncy. Third base, Evan Longoria makes his return to the All-Star game. At shortstop, we've got Fernando Tatis, the best future second baseman in the league. And in our outfield, we have Ronald Acuna, Bryce Harper, and Jesse Winker. So I believe you took the first pick, if I'm correct. Yes, here. So you can add So I will take the next one. And uh, I can't decide whether I want to take the tactical advantage here. Mm. Oh. You know what? Yes, because he's meant more to this team. We're going Danny Duffy in the first spot. Wow, interesting. Snub, I know it wouldn't happen in an actual all-star game. Garrett Cole gets there 110% because the New York market's bigger. But Brandon, his numbers have been off the charts, and he has raised the level of play of that Kansas City team past what it ever should be. I mean, that's just something, again, not doing research right now, um, that I'm remembering from when we were looking. I was looking at the standings, the expected win-loss and everything. They are tied for first in their division with a very good record with a negative run differential right yeah. now. I mean, this, this team is a fine team. This team is a 500, could be a 500 team, certainly, but they are not what they've, the way they've been playing. And a big part of the reason they've been playing that way is Danny Duffy. I, I pick him there, not entirely because of the numbers, but because of the impact that his play has had on his team especially when you've seen multiple games that the Yankees should have pulled out because of Garrett Cole's performances that really didn't happen. And not only is, is a Danny Duffy having a fantastic start to the year, like still, I believe like a 0.6 something ERA, but what a clubhouse presence he must be on that team. You know, a guy who's been on the Royals roster really through it all since 2011, you know, he's on, he's on both the teams that make the world series, all those deep playoff run teams. If there was a team that could somehow sneak into that wild card spot, uh, I think that that uh, Danny Duffy would be the guy on the Royals sort of being that true leader in the clubhouse. Uh, and you have to just love that out of, out of any guy, especially a pitcher, to know that you have a guy like him that you can uh, give the ball to and feel very confident. All right, uh, my second pick. I'm going to go with uh, kind of an obvious one. I'm just, but you just got to put him in there. Mike Trout. Very good in the all-star game also. What does he have? Two all-star game MVPs, I think. Uh, yeah. Enough said with him. Leads the league in war. Uh, yeah. Wow. There's a couple outfielders I'm thinking of that are definitely going to get snubbed. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and avoid the outfielders now and go for another obvious one. Going in that DH role, the number 10 spot, if you're in a scorebook right now, J.D. Martinez has come back with a fury this year from a down year in 2020 and has reminded us all that he's one of the best 
hitters in the league. As a DH, he has been consistently within that top five to top 10 war leaders already. That just goes to show you how good his numbers are. All right. Uh, I think I'm going to go back to the outfield here uh, with another pretty obvious pick, and that's Byron Buxton. Uh, absolutely has been lighting it up. Uh, tons of extra base hits, tons of home runs from him. He has a crazy slugging percentage right now. Uh, and all you need to know is that uh, Mike Trout had his best calendar month ever, and and Byron Buxton was exceeding that. Uh, he was he was uh, beating Mike Trout in war at the end of the month, and that was when uh, Buxton he didn't even have enough plate appearances to appear on some of the league uh, leaderboards. So what he was doing in the games that he was playing was absolutely incredible and, uh, you know, wins uh, AL hitter of the month for a reason. All right. This is going to be a odd pick here. I mean, I I feel like I've said that with all of these Um, just because he hasn't played that much there, but seeing we've already filled up the DH slot with JD Martinez, give me Yerman Mercedes as our catcher. Interesting. Okay. I like that. I mean, I'm probably um, completely forgetting the existence of another highly capable catcher, but Yerman Mercedes has been fantastic this year. Hitting for average, clearly has all the skill set to hit for power as well. Throws throws some pretty good cheese um, when needed for Tony LaRusso when he decides to give up on a game with a four-run deficit. So I'm all for Yerman Mercedes making the all-star game in his rookie year. All right. Um, I'm going to take the third outfielder because I kind of – judge? It is judge. Uh, that was where I was going. I was going to go there if I didn't go Mercedes. So Aaron Judge uh, is the third outfielder. Uh, had two home runs the other night, including a grand slam. The power seems to be back from him. Draws a lot of walks. Uh has not been great in the field this year, but uh, I think it's just because he came out and said, I don't want to try to make as many diving plays. I don't want to risk injury, which, I mean, I, I guess I can't be mad at it. It's just the, the Yankees just are just so, we're just like, I don't know. We just want to put everyone in, in bubble wrap, but he hasn't gotten hurt yet this year, knock on wood. So hopefully everything's good, but yeah, he's been having incredible production so far. Well, the issue is the fact that you've put together a team that is so injury prone. However, if you're going to put anyone in bubble wrap, that's the guy you do it with. This is easily the most influential player on that roster. When he's healthy, it's scary. Brandon, I don't know where to go here. Yeah, I completely avoided the infield because I was just like, oh, I am so... there's, There's a lot of guys that aren't really separating themselves in my mind right now. Um, Gut feeling just because it popped into my head, Brandon, tell me what you think on it. The first, when I said first baseman, the first person that came to my mind was Jared Walsh. I know that's not the pick, but like. That's a, I thought like that's a good pick. pick. I like Jared Walsh. Uh, and I just, I just realized that Otani is not going to make the list here. Yeah. That's a pretty big snub. All right. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I guess uh, Jared Walsh, I like that for first baseman. I'm, Jose Abreu's been having a pretty good year, too, but eh, it's not the sexy Jose Abreu. Uh, I don't know. It's this. 
I'm trying to figure out what the sexy pick would be, though. I think I have a good pick for shortstop. You want to go with that while I think about it? Sure. Um, I'm going to take – let me just think here. Yeah. Let's go with Bo Bichette at Ooh. shortstop. Oh, yeah, I think I just gave you. I think I just gave you. Yeah, you did. Oh my base. gosh! Thank you. Uh, so he has been. I want to say that he has like seven home runs this year. Bob Bichette uh, started off really hot. Uh, he's also pretty flashy with the glove. I know he's made quite a few errors this year, but yes, he's the second greatest future second baseman. <laughs> uh, same with Fernando Tatis when it comes to the errors, but. Uh, has shown that he can be pretty good with the glove at times. Uh, is a good hitter. Uh, you know, he's a guy who you can expect to get some power from, but also uh, can hit for contact pretty well uh, and is a part of that really young uh, Blue Jays core. And LJ, I'm assuming that you're going to take his teammate next. Yes, I am. I'm going to be taking Vlad Guerrero Jr. Um, yeah, that would have been the worst, the single worst snub by a mile in this day, if Vlad Guerrero Jr. had been left off in favor of someone, especially Jared Walsh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So all that's left is second and third base. Third here. base is so hard because there's so many good players. I feel like all the good players at third. I'm going to take – I think I'm going to take a really interesting one for second base, and it's just because I was I was looking at the, the leaderboards yesterday and noticed this. You know what? Let's do it. Second base, we're going with Nate Solak. Now, you might be saying, Brandon, Nate Solak, are you kidding me? Or excuse me, Nick Solak, my bad. Nick Solak. I'm making myself look like a fool here, but trust me, Nick Solak this year uh, for the Rangers has been very good. Um, I was looking at the war leaderboards yesterday or the day prior to that, and I was sorting by position. And when I went to second base, uh, he was number one in the league there. Uh, if I had to guess around like what his OPS plus is right now, he has to be above 130. Uh, he's been coming through with a lot of RBIs, a lot of really big hits for this uh, Rangers team. And is a guy that uh, just is a fun hitter to watch. He does strike out his fair share and he doesn't walk a particular uh, a big amount, but uh, has been hitting for extra bases quite a bit this year. I want to say he's up there in home runs as well, home runs and RBIs. So, yeah, Nick, uh, Nick Solak, uh, my pick. Yeah, um, of course. And then we're at, to add this to our snub list, because uh, you talk about RBIs, Nate Lau will not be making this team despite his yeah. very good first year in a regular position all right so third base comes down to me okay this is not a fun spot to be in oh wait oh he got hurt he's gonna go with tony oh yeah tony that's not a good pick right now tony would be an interesting pick tony would be a good interesting pick but he was just too hurt too hurt too long oh i can think not. of a i i thought of a really good one for here that i hope that you pick because uh, like there's a there's like a guy who's Kind of, yeah, no, he's 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 a star. He's a star player who's had been having a good year. Can I get a hint? Division first. Actually, just give me a division. Uh AL Central. AL Central. 
third baseman AL Central. I'm assuming you're not talking about Yohan Mankata. I'm not, but he is actually playing pretty good this yeah. year, but not him. Because he was the guy I was initially going to pick because I was like trying to think of who the best player at third base was in each division and then decided from there. And I decided really Rafael Devers is the only one I decided. I couldn't think of any other. That's a good, that's, that's a very Um, fair pick. Uh, That's a a fair pick, but I'm trying to figure out who this other guy is so I can at least have that option. Um, I'm trying to think of the other teams in that division too. It's not the Royals. Unless it's it's the Royals. I'm going to go ahead and say it's not the Twins. It's not the Twins. Which means it's a team I'm forgetting exists. It's not the Tigers. It is not the Tigers. Which means it's the third base, the third baseman of the Texas, not the Texas Rangers. No, they're not in that division. How have you oh my failed gosh. to mention this team? Um, is it is it really bad that I'm forgetting the last team in the AL Central right now? Yeah, and once you once you figure out who the player is, you're going to be absolutely kicking yourself. Um, I was doing the same until I until I was saying like, why can why do I feel like there's someone like really good supposed to be here who's just like twins, those twins, tigers. MLB Daily, where LJ. Fails to remember the five teams in the AL Central. <laughs> Your one-stop shop for me to always forget at least one team in the in a central division. At least I'm not forgetting the Reds anymore. Um, oh, shoot. If I gave you the team, it would just completely give it away. It would. Is there any way you can give me a hint towards the team? Uh, I can give you a hint towards the player. Uh, he's a switch hitter. Can you give me hitter. a hint towards the team? That does okay. not help me, Brandon. A switch hitter. That does not. Do you know? Do you realize how little that narrows it down? They have a letter on their cap. It's a single letter on their cap. Is that helpful? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all right. Let's see. I have genuinely no. All right. What is their? All right. Their their colors are blue oh, and red. Jose Ramirez is the one you're talking about. Yes, he got him. Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Indians. Um, no, I'm going Raffy. That was a lot, a lot of work for nothing. That was a lot of work, but Raffy Devers started off incredibly slow. That was probably the worst week span I could I think I've seen from him. He went like in the first like four games, he was like 0 for 13 or whatever. And then I showed up to the ballpark and he magically started getting hits. And the next thing you know, he was absolutely raking. Got himself up into there. I believe I want to say he's at what seven home runs right now, something like that. Yeah, because yeah, we can't. Well, or can, we can use it now. I think. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we can use it now that now that we have the full rosters. Uh, I honestly don't think we made any terrible picks. Uh, Max Muncy was the one where I was just like, eh, like. I feel like yeah, I mean that's gonna be something we're gonna think about later on. Yeah, he's at seven home runs. He's at one war already. I do not feel bad at all taking him with a 159 OPS plus. I'm I'm good to go. I'm set to roll with Rafi Devers there. Yeah, second baseman. Now that I look at it, um, so now I'm actually kind of opening up uh, a a leaderboard here. I guess Max Muncy's not a terrible pick because in the NL, there's not been a lot of good ones. I mean, Tommy Edmond. 
kind of our guy, but he's only at like a 117 OPS plus. So nothing fantastic. There hasn't been a lot of production out of second base this year. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'll run through our AL team here. Uh, pitcher, Danny Duffy. Catcher, Yermin Mercedes. First base, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Second base, Nick Solak. Third base, Rafi Devers. Shortstop, Bo Bichette. Uh, and then the three outfielders, Byron Buxton, Mike Trout, Aaron Judge. Uh, and the DH, J.D. Martinez. Uh, potential snubs that I can already think of. Shohei Otani, Nelson Cruz. Uh, let's see, who else is a snub? Oh, oh uh, Garrett Cole, of course, like LJ said. Uh, well, aren't we going to go through this tomorrow? Yeah, no, we'll go through it tomorrow. But just guys, those were two, those were three that came to my head immediately. But no, we'll we'll go through this tomorrow and break this all down. Yeah. Sure. All right. Uh, well, I believe that that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you for listening to episode number 67, I want to say, of the MLB Daily Podcast. We're yes. very close to episode number 69, which will be a nice episode for us. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter at MLB Daily Pod. Make sure you're following me and LJ on Twitter. I'm at Brandon underscore Karam. LJ is at LJ underscore VP underscore Lafiora. Uh, make sure that you follow Belly Up Sports on Twitter at Belly Up Sports at Belly Up Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the MLB Daily Podcast. That's going to do it for us. We'll be back tomorrow, of course. Seven days a week baseball content continues, and we will see you. Have a great Wednesday. See you manana. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.